0: What is up, you guys? Welcome to Controversial Thoughts. This is my weekly solo podcast where I get to talk about whatever is on my mind and soliloquize just a bit. This week, I wanted to talk about something that may not be terribly controversial, though I'm sure someone will find something to be offended about in this podcast, which is something that is near and dear to my heart, my nighttime routine. I think that all of us know, it's almost a truism, that sleeping well, really nailing your circadian biology is critical to living a good life. There is nothing that is a better performance enhancer than good sleep, except perhaps good food. I would put those two on top of a very big pedestal. You guys know how I feel about good food. If you have questions about what foods I think you should eat to kick a lot of ass, there are tons and tons of podcasts on that previously. In short, that would be what I consider to be the most evolutionarily appropriate way for humans to eat, which is an animal-based diet consisting of meat, organs, fruit, and honey. There's tons that I've done about that in the past. If you have questions about that, you can always email us, radicalhealth at heartandsoil.co. So now that we've got diet aside, let's optimize sleep. How do I think about optimizing my sleep? This is something that is at the center of many things I do every day. My nighttime routine begins the moment that I wake up. I wake up and I immediately go outside. I put my bare feet on the earth and I get into the sun with my eyes wide open, meaning that I don't look at the sun necessarily directly, but I'm in bright sunlight. I'm outside, presumably it's daylight because the sun comes up pretty early here in Costa Rica, around 5.30 in the morning. And I take my contacts out. I wear contacts overnight that reshape the lens of my eye. Many of you had questions about this in the past. I did not get LASIK surgery. I opted for something called Ortho-K contacts, which are rigid gas permeable lenses that I wear at night that shape the cornea and then I take them out during the day it allows me to have eyes with uh, pretty much 20/20 vision during the day with no contacts in my eyes so I get up put my bare feet on the earth I look at the daylight and I do some light movement and then I go surf so I'm immediately grounding and I'm in bright light first thing in the morning that is critical and then whenever I start eating in the day I'm going to start a 10 hour time restricted feeding clock I'm Pretty strict about this. I don't do it every single day if I'm having dinner with friends and it's a bit later, but generally I aim for a 10 hour eating window, which means that if my first bite of food in the morning is 6.30 and before I surf, it's usually a banana and part of a papaya, my last bite of food, I try to make it 4.30 in the evening. A lot lot earlier than many people do, but I find this to be very helpful and I make sure that that last bite of food is three plus hours before I'm gonna go to sleep, which I will talk about in a moment. During the day, I don't use sunscreen, I've talked about this in the past. I don't use uh, sunglasses. I think that we want light coming into our eyes. We want to see blue light during the day. So I don't use blue blocking glasses during the day. And I try to be outside in the sunlight throughout the day, in the ocean, in the waves, tanning. That is really giving my body this clear signal. It is daylight, it is daytime. So the next part of my nighttime routine begins when it starts to get dark. It's usually around 5.45 or six o'clock here in Costa Rica. At this point, I've already eaten my last meal of the day. I try to aim for that 10 hour feeding window. You guys know what I eat, I talked about that. As soon as the sun goes down here, I like to watch the sunset and there are red lights in my house. And this may sound crazy, perhaps this is the most controversial part of this video, but my whole house is all red lights at night. If you walk by my house, you're either gonna think there's a rave or something weird, or it's a, like a lizard cage or something, but the whole house is red lights at night. And I just find this to be the easiest thing. Your eyes will adjust. Obviously, when you turn on the red light from the blue light, it's going to seem like it's too dark, but I like the red lights at night. It helps me wind down. When new people or friends come over to my house, they often think this is strange. And within 30 to 45 minutes, they always comment that it's very soothing and it's nice. If you think about firelight, there's not a lot of blue light in firelight evolutionarily, we would not have been exposed to a lot of blue light after dark. So I really try hard to limit this. If I can put candles, that's great. It's just much easier for me to use red light bulbs. And I try to get the incandescent bulbs if I can, or Blue Blocks, one of the sponsors of my podcast, makes some great red light bulbs. I'll put those all through my house. The whole house is red after dark. I, that doesn't mean I don't work after dark on my computer. I have a program called Iris So the whole screen is orange. My phone is fully orange. And as it gets closer to my bedtime, I try to get off my electronics at least an hour before I go to sleep. And I spend the time reading, spending time with friends or just meditating. Right now, I'm reading three books. I've got When Breath Becomes Air, Beyond Possible, and Surf Is Where You Find It by Jerry Lopez. So these are the three books that I'm reading at night in that last hour before I go to sleep. That's what's on my bedside table if you are curious. In terms of my actual sleeping environment, I try to get as much of a toxin free mattress as I can. I have a cooling pad on my bed. I like a very cool bed. I think that that helps me sleep more deeply. I do not like to wake up in the middle of the night hot and sweaty. So I put a cooling pad on my bed for sure. I sleep in a very dark room, as dark as I can get it. And here's the other thing that's really important. I try to keep my bedtime, the time that I actually turn off all the lights and lay my head on the pillow and try to go to sleep, which happens very quickly here in Costa Rica, thankfully, about the same within about 30 minutes every day. I try not to vary this. And so I'm going to quote Jocko here, discipline is freedom when it comes to circadian rhythms. The more consistent you are with when your first meal is, the more consistent you are with when your last meal is, the more consistent you are with red lights, and the more consistent you are with that bedtime, that actual time that you go to sleep, the better your sleep will be. These are really important. I think of sleep as business. Everything I do in the day is dependent on how well I slept the night before and how good the food I eat is. The food I eat never changes. I'm always eating the best food I can. I never vary this. That's easy for me. Sleep is harder, but I work very hard to optimize the sleep so that I can do good quote business as much as I can every single day, whether that's performing when I'm surfing, whether that's being creative in the work that I'm doing here, writing, producing content, working with the team at Heart and Soil, all of those things require me to be very sharp or as sharp as possible. My ability to create content that is meaningful to people is dependent on how well I have slept the night before. So I really try to keep that bedtime very consistent every night. In case you guys are wondering, I'm pretty much boring with regard to that. It's usually between 8.45 and 9.15 p.m. that I go to sleep. And I try not to vary it because if I'm varying that sleep time, it's like I'm jet lagged. I'm suddenly moving it. Even an hour or 30 minutes will affect my sleep. And what I've noticed personally is that if I move that sleep time back an hour, I will wake up earlier. It's like the actual sleep cycles get completely messed up and I can't sleep in in the morning and I don't feel as rested. So even 45 minutes later in the night is going to affect my sleep. Every once in a while, it's worth it, right? But in general, I know there's a trade-off there and I know that I am going to be best if I keep that sleep time very consistent and very strict. So in summary, I wake up, light in the eyes, no contacts, earth on the ground, earth in the ocean, well, feet in the ocean, whole body in the ocean, Exposure to bright sunlight during the day, every day, 10 hour feeding window based on when I start eating and when I finish eating, you guys know what I eat. Those are separate videos, red lights after dark, cool, dark room, one hour before I sleep, electronics are off. All my screens are orange. All the lights in the house are red. Yes, it's strange, but it works. Go to sleep at about the same time every night, 845 to 915 and cool, dark room with a cooling pad on the bed. and very dark, dark curtains, as much as I can get. I don't wanna be able to see my hand in front of my face when I am in the room before I go to sleep. So that is my nighttime routine. Let me know what you guys for, no, do for your nighttime routine, what you find to be helpful. And if you incorporate any of these, let me know if they are helpful. I wanna tell you guys about our Skin, Hair, and Nails supplement at Hardened & Soil. This is an amazing review. Check this one out. This is from Shell C. It's, like I said, from Skin, Hair, and Nails. The title is, This Actually Works, Actually is in caps. I'm on my second bottle. I will definitely be ordering a, ordering a third. My nails were noticeably stronger and growing rapidly within a week. Within three to four weeks, I noticed a significant increase in my hair growth and lots of new baby hairs. My acne-prone skin, skin along with other skincare, has, still has its moments, but has significantly improved. The only downside is I have to shave my legs more often, but as long as the hair on my head is growing just as fast, this doesn't really bother me. This is the best hair, skin, and nail supplement I've ever taken hands down. I will never not use it. I tell all of my friends and family about it. It's that damn good. The secret of our skin, hair, and nails supplement, maybe I shouldn't tell you, but I'll tell you anyway, is the trachea and scapula cartilage in the skin, hair, and nails. This is not just hoof and hide collagen. This is very high quality collagen from trachea and scapula, which has unique peptides and growth factors that have been studied by John Pruden to assist in wound healing. This is like university level collagen. So check out skin, hair, and nails. Reclaim your birthright to radical health Hopefully this controversial thoughts is helpful for you guys. Stay radical. I'm out.